Hey, it's Joe Gerard with the Sales Hero Podcast. We're going to learn some cool stuff about psychology, influence, neuroscience, how to create repeatable best practices and systems, and building your bulletproof mindset. You can also find me on my blog at joegerard.ca and at saleshero.academy.com. Today we're talking about focusing on our highest value activities. And this is whether you are, you know, you're too busy each and every day and you're trying to sort of get rid of a bunch of stuff or you really have some goals that you want to go after but not sure where to start. We're going to talk about all that. And it's also a blog post so you can check out the link as well for more content. Remember, it's all about keeping things simple, having fun and getting back to just helping more people buy from you. So let's get started. All right, what's up, what's up? Today we are talking about focusing on high value activities. Now I wrestled with how I wanted to structure this post, whether I was going to be focused on, um, you know, how to make it the best year ever or how to sort of, um, you know, unpack all of the things that we have going on each and every day. And this has been a conversation that's been coming up recently with a a number of clients and teams. And there's just so much going on and people are overwhelmed. There's lots to do. The, you know, as we get into the new year, people are going to want to know, how do I make the most of my time? And so what I want to do is kind of step away from that and say, you know, rather than, you know, how do we, how do we do more stuff? is step back and say, what are the things that really matter? Because if you feel like, you know, sometimes the it's nonstop work. There's always things to do. You've got paperwork, calls to make, people that you got to talk to, and you want to also have a life, hopefully. And if you, you know, if, if you're like me, you've got buzzes and beeps and all this stuff trying to get your attention and, and all the social media and all the tools that are supposed to help you just kind of controlling you, right? And with all of these cool ways to communicate, It's like conversations are coming at you from every direction and it just feels like, man, like how do I, how do I keep up with all this stuff? And if I take five minutes off, the whole world's going to crumble. Do you feel like that sometimes? Right. And so the, the question then of course is, is how do you, how do you make next year your best year ever? All these, those kinds of posts are going to be coming out very shortly. So I wanted to step away from that and say, you know what, rather than what do we have to do? And how do we do more? And how do we accomplish more? Let's let's sort of take a breath and step back and say, how do we actually figure out what matters? And and how do we shift our thinking to the things that that are going to move us forward rather than just doing more stuff and and getting more things done? I want to make your life a bit easier. And that's what today we're going to be talking about. So the first question I always ask people is, what are you busy doing? Right. Everybody's got things to do. And, and, and for me, I've got lots of stuff to do. And when I look at my time and my days, often I spend a lot of time doing a bunch of stuff that maybe I shouldn't. Well, not necessarily that I shouldn't, but it, it, there's a, a lot of hours during the week that I spend on activities that, that don't end, advance my business, my, my, my career, you know, my relationships, my health. It doesn't move me forward. And sometimes, you know, does it feel like that for you? Like you're kind of just like treading water that you're just doing a bunch of stuff, right? So that's the first question is what are we busy doing? What's the stuff that we're doing? And so when I talk to these, the, to clients and when I talk to people, it almost feels like, like it's claustrophobic when when we're looking at our daily lives and in some cases we people are using busy as this like badge of honor to say who can be the busiest and oh look at me i work 12 hours today i work 16 hours a day you know that kind of stuff maybe we got to step away from that and say why are we doing so many things and are we being productive and so the other thing I'm, I'm hearing a lot of is salespeople and sales teams. They've got these quotas. I've got to make X amount of calls. I'm going to make 50 calls this day. And this is, that's what's going to be the measure of my success. And we know it's a numbers game, but 
are the things we're doing the highest value activity? So my big question that I have is, is are your activities moving you forward or making you drown? Have you just added lots to your plate that's weighing you down? So the tools that you use each day, everything you do should help you create opportunities. They should help you spot challenges and allow you to adapt to the changes in your, in your life and your business. And even as I'm writing this, uh, and as I, as I started to write this blog and started to prepare for this podcast, I found my attention started to drift. I kind of got distracted, you know, the shiny object syndrome. And so I logged into my account at Brain, Brain.fm, which I love. It was a, a new deal I got through AppSumo. And I switched it to what they call intense focus. And it allows me to just get completely centered on the stuff that I need to do. And I absolutely love it. They're based on like alpha waves and, you know, how to be able to, it's based on science and studies and how to really get your brain super focused. So I'm going to switch for a second. I'm going to play you a, a short clip of what that sounds like so you can hear it for yourself. Have a listen. A little bit weird, right? Like it's... Um, it, it, when I first started listening to it, I went, wow. So I had to sort of suspend that disbelief of like, well, what am I really listening to? But once we switched off of focusing on it, it allowed me to actually focus on everything else because it gave me this kind of noise in the background. So it's a cool tool that I use. And so for me, because I get distracted, um, it allows me to get focused. So my question here is, do you have tools that allow you to get focused and, and get you doing things that matter? So if I want to write a blog post, if I want to write an article, if I want to finish a, a contract or proposal, I switch switch this thing onto intense focus and off I go. Uh, and I realized that I probably need to take a break because the last couple of weeks, every day is just, it's tracking intense focus, intense focus. So maybe I need to step away from it a little bit, right? So the thing I'm going to tell you right now is, is I'm going to give you six areas that you can focus on that we consider high value activities so that you know, if you just focus on these things, you have a higher chance for success. And so to succeed long-term, each day that you're in should actually help propel you further and in small ways. Sometimes we try and go for that big win. It's not important that you have big successes or minimize those big losses. What matters is that you create stability and build those systems that help you move towards your goals, right? And, and move towards those goals consistently because it's super, super easy to get trapped doing low-value activities. It's super easy to get caught in the day-to-day -day and not make any progress. And to simplify, low-value activities are those things that feel like work but really aren't, right? If you understand the Pareto principle, the 80-20 rule, is that 80% of your results are going to come from 20% of the work that you do, 20% of your activities. So let's figure out those activities. So the first one I want to pin, pin on for you is the concept of planning. Planning is a high-value activity. And if you've ever said to yourself, well, I'm too busy to plan, or you've caught yourself in that conversation, I want you to step back and say, have I ever talked to somebody who has succeeded and is where I want to be? Ask them if they ever skipped the idea of planning. Ask anybody who succeeded if they didn't plan. And most of the time, you're going to find that people have success because they plan for that success, right? So think about these ideas, these, these, uh, these insights, these things, these thoughts that you have in your mind that you love to get done, but you haven't been able to sink your teeth into, you know, the stuff that maybe you've been putting off that you absolutely know would, would be awesome for your business, for your family, but 
you know, we just got busy doing all the other things and something that, you know, was a, it was in the idea file, right? If there's a new project you want to tackle and can't find the time, it's time to make a plan and it's time to put planning as a priority for yourself. So first, there's three ways, there's three times you should plan, daily, weekly, and quarterly. So the daily plan is the thing that allows you to get ready before you start. And so the question I have is, do you have yourself set up for success each day? Do you have a plan going into each and every day? Now, we all know planning makes sense, but really honestly know that if you go into tomorrow, do you have your goals or your plans written out for what you need to do that day? So at the end of each day, take five to 10 minutes and just make sure you're set up for the next day. Have those goals, have those things set up. You don't have to spend a ton of time planning, just five to 10 minutes a day. Get it out of your head, get it onto paper, get it into your schedule and get it as part of, of your daily activities for the next day. Because if you want to hit lofty targets, if you want to you know swing for the fences, it's the consistent things you do every single day that gets you there. And I've always said this to myself and my clients and my teams, if you don't know what you're supposed to do each day, how do you know you did it? Think about that for a sec. If you just hope, that tomorrow's going to work really well. Yeah, it may or may not. Or you may have an awesome day, but still feel guilty, right? If you don't have a plan and you say, I did what I said I was going to do, then you're constantly in this sort of, um, this mindset warfare with yourself judging. And so by making this plan each day, you eliminate that judging, right? Now, weekly, Make a weekly plan. Take a few moments at the, you know, uh, on the weekend or first thing Monday. I, I like to do it. I call it my no excuses Friday. I spend 20 minutes on Friday and I, I figure what I'm going to focus on for the next week. What are the things that I, that I, that I had happen this week and what do I want to accomplish next week? Is there something maybe I missed? And, um, anything that I need to prioritize for the following week that I need to get finished, right? And, and just schedule those things. Put them into the schedule. Schedule the bigger projects, get them set up for the week, and maybe tackle one project that I've been putting off and put that into the schedule. By doing that each week, now I know I've got something I'm going to tackle, right? Now, quarterly is the big one. And I've talked about this. You hear me talk about this a lot is I always do 90 day sprint. And so I've got a link to that there. You can go into my program. This is what I do with most of my clients is we say, okay, what are we going to accomplish this, this quarter? You know, we, we don't have to go crazy. 90 days works really, really well because it's long enough that you can see something happen. You can see some meaningful results, but it's short enough, you can actually see that finish line. And so each quarter, sit back. I'm gonna do one with my team um, actually in a few days. We're gonna sit down and we're gonna map out what do we want to accomplish for this next quarter in the next 90 days in a simplistic way to say, okay, what would be a big impact for us? Now let's plan that out and schedule that out for the weeks and the days ahead so that Anything else that doesn't fit to that quarterly theme, we'll move it to the next quarter. But if we accomplish these things in this 90 days, what would that new reality look like? So these are, these are big ideas for you is, is make sure you've got a daily plan, five to 10 minutes, weekly, 20 to 30 minutes. And every quarter do maybe a day or so where you really sit down and say, what would it mean to just absolutely kick butt for the next 90 days and plan it out? Okay. The second high value activity is prioritizing new relationships. Now, I'm not saying, first of all, I just want to be clear. I'm not saying don't make existing relationships um, not a priority, right? Um, but for the sake of, of growing your business, how you begin relationships with new people 
sets the tone for everything else. I see a lot of people, especially in sales, is we do a lot of chasing. We do a lot of follow-up. We do a lot of this and this and this. And I kind of think of it like a first date. If you go on a first date with somebody and they're not that interesting or they, they, they talk about themselves the whole time or they kind of say something stupid or weird and then they say, hey, would you like to go out again? what's the likelihood you guys are going to hang out again, right? They were weird. And so in your business, and in, in when you're talking to new customers, we're talking first impressions, the way you set the tone sets the tone for every next step in that relationship. So if you're distracted, if you're feeling a little bit off that day, all of these things have this trickle down effect and they start to stack up every single day. And I, I hear this all the time when I listen to sales calls, when I go into businesses, people blow first impressions all the time. And that's the easiest way to, to get a lot of stuff off your plate is just having great first impressions and prioritizing these new relationships. And so when we talk about sales, when I, when I mentioned the fact that a lot of people have um, these high call volumes, what I'm saying is that we all know sales is a numbers game. And in my experience, sales is more of a quality game. And when we do it properly, you, you actually get to do more with the numbers that you have. Your first point of contact determines every single thing you do. And so the key to high value in selling is getting it right the first time. And so the, the questions that I ask is always, how quickly are you authentic? right? Do you rush to solve the problems of the, the customer before you ask the right questions? Do you simply just pitch them and try and sell them stuff? Or are you a source of insights? Are you somebody that they're attracted to to say, hey, that's, this person has something that I want. There's some great information that they can provide me, right? Do your customers see value in speaking with you? Or do they just look at you as a commodity? And after all your great conversations, do you become weak, when you ask for them to take a next step, do you, do you feel like insecure and do that? Does that confidence come through when you're talking to them and can you connect with them, get into that flow and stay there, right? So when you focus on this prioritization of new relationships, everything's easier in your business and in every role of the business. And so there's a tool that I'll have a link for here as well. I use a, what's called a sales call rubric and, and I have a training video that's attached and it's a tool that I use with all my clients. And it's something that I use to help us build a framework for how that initial phone call, that initial sales call should go. And it allows us to be ready for every conversation. The high value activity number three is reflection, asking questions of yourself, of yourself to disrupt your thinking right? And so days, as, as we go forward, days just have this tendency of flying by. Do you ever feel like that, right? Like if you've driven somewhere and don't even know how you got there, that's what's going on, right? We just get through the day, we go, what happened, right? And when you don't stop to observe what's going on, you miss important things like missed opportunities or stuff that can fall through the cracks, especially these new relationships. And when you're doing your planning and combine it with this reflection, you get to ask yourselves questions at the same time and you quickly see trends in what's going on and ways to improve and not find out the hard way when you drop the ball on something, right? Because that reflection each day and each week allows you to be able to address things as they happen. And here's the catch though, is I see people do these like daily reviews and what they do and if they're doing journaling. So if you're doing journaling or doing a daily review at the end of the day or reporting to maybe a boss or somebody um, and you're doing this time, what they end up doing is, the, is we just simply record what happened, almost like we're taking notes. That doesn't help you. Don't just record what happens, but 
and, 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 and don't just download the stuff like onto a piece of paper, onto a report and just send it off and forget about it. You need to use this time when you're doing these reports to understand what's going on. And so when you're reviewing your results, you, you want to take ownership of them and use them to your advantage. So ask yourself these questions. What happened? Right? What, what, what happened today? What are the things? So write that down and then ask yourself, what did I learn? What trends am I seeing from the stuff that's going on? And is there anything I should do more of, maybe less of? Then ask yourself, what will I take action on and build that into your plan? This is a feedback loop. By building this feedback loop into your system, you set yourself up for success long term. Now, number four, the fourth high value activity is clean your desk or your workspace. Um, this, this is something that, that comes up quite often. I have friends who are professional organizers and, uh, and I've struggled with this in the past. And really when I first started working from home, I found it difficult and overwhelming until I realized why, um, my desk was a mess, right? And, and years ago I traveled to visit one of my staff at her office one morning and she was feeling stressed, right? And, and I could see she was overwhelmed. So I, I asked her, I said, what's up? And so she was like, oh man, look at all these piles of stuff I got to do. She's like, look over here. I got like nine different ones. I've got this problem for current files. I got this one I got to do right away. This is a project I'm working on and blah, blah, blah. She just started going through all these files and I, I just don't know what to do. And so the light bulb went on for me and I was like, okay, well, hold on. Let me, let me, let me help you. I've got something. Can I, can I give you some advice on how we'd fix this? And she goes, sure. And I said, well, look at all these piles. So I grabbed those piles and guess what I did? I put them all into one pile. I said, great. Now you've got one to do pile. Now let's, let's sit down and let's go through this. And so we did, we, we rescheduled some appointments and made the time. We went through every single thing in our office and that day and we sorted it out. We did it in three things. We said, okay, let's, what do we have to do now? So we just, we went and did it, right? What's the stuff we can do later? So we scheduled it and then we filed it. Then what's the stuff we can delegate? We asked for some people to help us out and get things off our plate. And so in those few hours, we were able to sort out stuff that's been driving her crazy for months. And for my home office, I do this every single week. I realized that by cleaning my office and getting every single piece of paper off my desk and filed, it absolutely transforms my productivity. And it's that thing like it just stares at you out of the corner of its eye, um, the desk and all these things. And man, it drives me crazy. So that's one thing that you can do. That's a high value activity for me. Number five, Make your calendars and reminders work for you. This is a really important high value activity. If you're, if you're looking at how you schedule your time in your day, what do you use to remind you of your tasks? Do you use a calendar, to-do list, technology, or um, are you like me and a lot of other people use sticky notes, right? And when we use sticky notes, um, let me ask you if this ever happens, right? You, take, you got something that you want to remember, so you write it on this sticky note. And that note kind of goes on the bottom of your laptop if you're like me. And then later in the day, you see the note. So I, I'm like, oh, I got to remember this. So I move it closer to my screen until eventually it's right in the center of my screen. And it's like, hey, pay attention to me. And does that ever happen to you, right? That, that's how it ends up happening to me. So it's like the same thing. You're ignoring it. It's the same thing that happens when you hit that snooze alarm. And I've, I've subconsciously like trained myself to be able to hit that snooze alarm without even thinking about it for hours and without even waking up, right? And so just like anything, if you've got a tool 
that you subconsciously or uh, you start to ignore, it's time to change it up. You have to keep it fresh. And for me, I am almost thinking of building this tool that will like, uh, rather than sticky notes that will just pump, pop out and punch me in the face and let me know, hey, you got to get this thing done. Because when everything is trying to get our attention, it's super easy to start to ignore things. And often it feels like those tools control us. And that's when those low value activities creep in because everything starts to blend into one big activity. And, and you're just going to start to get more busy just for busy's sake, right? So whatever you're using, whatever tools that you're having, make sure they help you prioritize these high value activities. Number six, develop yourself. This is probably the most important one that you can put into your days is and it's the most often overlooked one is that you want to be able to consciously grow yourself develop those skills behaviors attitudes and mindset to give you an edge and are you actually putting this in to your schedule are there areas of your life that have been nagging at you and you haven't even addressed them right and if you want to be more skillful in an area of your business do you have a plan for that have you put your development program in place and you know that when when was the last time that you actually read something that helped you advance your skills other than the blog post or the, this podcast that you're listening to right now? And how much time are you spending? Ask yourself this. How much time are you spending on growth activities versus maintenance ones? If you're just spending your time just making things function and less time on making things better, it's going to take you a long time to see real solid change. And just like anything, we got to think baby steps. You know, simply rather than, you know, I'm going to read 10 books this week. Focus on 15, 20, 30 minutes a day on growth consistently over time, reading, writing, listening, watching, whatever it is, then apply the lessons, right? Do something about the things you learn and with the knowledge that's out there, I'm giving this stuff away for free myself. You're crazy not to take action and learn from something. And so, but here's three things I want you to keep in mind as you're doing it. First one is this is something I, I'm notorious for is don't fall down the rabbit hole of too much information, right? It's really easy to get caught clicking on that next link on that website, going to that next web page and taking all of these notes and now you're overwhelmed. I get overwhelmed, right? So stick to just one area, right? Just be just really focus on one area that you want to learn, move on to the next. And that's the next one. Step number two is just take action on one thing at a time. Don't try and do 10 things at a time right? If you, you got to take action though. You can't just say, I've got these projects. I've done this myself as well, where I've got all these lists of things that I want to get done. But if we don't take action on them, it's just their hopes and dreams, right? So what you want to do is, is, is rather than trying to passively learn all of this stuff, pick one of these high value activities, pick one of these projects, pick one of these things that you want to develop yourself, a skill, a, a behavior, an attitude, and take action on it over time, maybe over the next 90 days and do something about it. And number three, this is where it comes in. Make a plan to learn and don't just expect it to happen. Make a plan to develop yourself. It's easy to start developing ourselves and get too busy. These are like the New Year's resolution um, type of planning where we say, oh, I'm going to read more this year. I'm going to work out more this year. I'm going to do all these things. But if you don't plan for it and if you don't schedule it, it's probably not going to happen. And even if you do a bunch of stuff, you're going to get overwhelmed. Unless you know what you're committing to, again, how do you know that you did it? You're going to just, to see constant progress over time, you need to have these plans. And when you have this learning mindset over time and you make developing yourself a priority and a high value activity, it'll be one of the, the best things that you do. 
So that's, that's it for this. I really want you to focus on taking ownership of every single day, all the activities, set these plans, schedule them and get stuff done. So take the time to identify the things that matter and start stripping away the stuff that doesn't write down everything that's helping you and everything that's just keeping you stuck. And if you do that every day and every week and every quarter, soon you will start to see the stuff that matters and you'll have more free time. You'll get more done with less. So I hope that helps you out today and I look forward to talking to you next time. Thanks for checking out today's podcast. You know, whether you're just starting out or you have decades of experience, it's conversations exactly like these that can help you get an edge today and in the long term. You can also find me on my blog at joegerard.ca and saleshero.academy.com. Make sure you share this with your friends and colleagues as well. You know, selling is heroic because nothing happens in a business unless people buy from you. This is why I want to help you just simplify, have fun, and grow. Let's not only talk about these ideas, but take action and do our best work together. When you invest in yourself and just continuously learn how to sell the right way, you are a hero for your customers and for yourself. So join me next time for another episode of the Sales Hero Podcast.